0: Welcome to the second annual Undy Awards, an award show so dope, it'll make you Please welcome your hosts, David Hart and Jack Selby.
1: Welcome back to Underemployed, y'all. It's the year-end special awards, teams of the decade, the whole shebang of it. That's
0: right. The second annual undies, uh, gold-plated as we established last year, right, David? Gold woven. Mm. Woven in there, like micromodal fabric
1: for your me-undies. That's
0: Me-undies, if you want to sponsor the show, we'd more than happy to take your money. Um...
1: I will absolutely do that ad read. Yes. But...
0: Until then, we are still some, I wouldn't say broke boys, we're living the baller lifestyle, but we're uh, not making any money off this podcast, I'll say that. <laughs> this is a labor of love. It sure is. And speaking of labor of love, uh, we went over these categories, uh, we took a lot of effort into them. I'm kind of glad, we were initially going to do this last week when I was in town, but I'm glad we had another week to sort of mentally prepare for, the, for this episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah. So if you didn't listen to last year's show, first of all, how dare you? Shame,
1: absolutely Shame. unacceptable. Pause this. Stop one. what Shame. you're doing right now and go
0: open that episode up. Exactly. If I may Give say, it a scroll. It's one of our best episodes. Oh, for sure. It's easily one of our top twenty-eight. And this one, uh, we wanted to do the same thing, even though we're now about four hundred miles apart. We can't, we can't not do this episode for you people, you people. You people. You disgust me. You have no idea how much effort we put into this show. So what we're going to do, because this is the 2019 award show, what we're going to do is we're going to have our categories. David will do X of the year, and then I'll follow up with X of the decade. There's an exception or two in here, but um, overall, we we, we want to do this format where we, uh, we do it like that. David, are you ready for the first one?
1: We will start with underemployed guest of the year. Ooh, a hot so- one. It's a, It was a good year for guests. Yeah. I don't know. We had, what, four?
0: Oh, I think we had... So, the nominees would be Colin Mackey. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ... An- no, not PJ Anderson. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> no. Uh, Julie a Good old platonic friend Julie. And uh, Jake Schwind and Kodiak are both nominees.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's uh, he's a heavy favorite he's got a dog.
0: That's true and uh this is the internet. Exactly. And we know what our bread and butter is. It's memes, it's meme culture. It's everything about him. Heckin' good doggos. And then uh I Nick Livingstone aka
1: Dick Lickingstone, aka Dick Givensting aka the cat daddy himself. That's right. Uh and then a young Thungus.
0: aka and our final one uh li- well, we can't say well, n- no government name but uh we'll say Lew- Wellen Wellen <laughs> That's right Wellen Here's a here's a little here's a little how the bread is made I uh, did actually accidentally say his full name on the podcast and uh, Wellen said, "Hey, can you <laughs> edit that?" and I said, "Yeah, I forgot. You have to be worried about not being doxxed." So uh, there's a little fun fact for you. A great list of nominees NPJ. David, where are we going on this?
1: I am going to have to go with our guest with the widest base, the the one Who has, I don't know, definitely given us a shout out on his uh, stream and been a really cool dude to us the whole time, Mm -hmm. and that's uh, Wellen.
0: Yeah. uh, Wellen is definitely guest of the year. He, uh, there, and again, all the guests we had were great, um, but Wellen just had such an interesting backstory, and Dave and I both know him, so it wasn't one of those where David knew Nick better than I knew Nick, and I knew Julie better than David. You know, it's one of those where we both knew him really well and had a lot to talk to him about. I think this is a good choice, David.
1: Oh, yeah. Suck it, PJ.
0: That's right. PJ, let this be a lesson. Um I don't know what that lesson is, but let it be a lesson. Let it be a lesson. <laughs> now, guess that okay, the th- We'll figure it out later. So, fun fact, we were recording this on Saturday, and then on Sunday, we found out that uh, PJ had proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Keely, and as happy as we were, it really made us look like dicks. So we just wanted to put this in and acknowledge that we are happy for PJ and yet still mad at PJ because even with his engagement, he is, uh, he's, he's, he's getting back at us somehow. So anyway, wanted to acknowledge it. Guest of the decade. It's everyone you just heard. Plus Quinn and Miriam who were guests in 2018 and got to be honest, as great as Wellen was, Quinn and Miriam take guests of the decade. Um, oh, absolutely. They were. That's still probably my favorite episode we've done. Uh, audio quality notwithstanding, it was funny, smart, insightful, serious, interesting. Wandering. And m- this is again my plea to Quinn and/or Miriam, please come back on the show. Yeah, so- we'll have
1: to. We'll have to. We'll have to get some some more folks
0: in 2020, and yep. I can think of a few folks who would be interesting to have. Ooh, that's a good off-air conversation to have. All right. Next one. Uh, This is, again, one where there's not really an of the decade. It is just character of the year. Um, Three nominees, because we have three characters. Uh, They are Cowboy Jack, of course. They are It's Old Man David. And probably our least favorite character is the Curtis Blotbow 4100, which...
1: I'm, you know, I'm really pulling for Curtis Blowbot
0: 4100 here. <laughs> His one appearance in one episode with like four... Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. Oh, Lord. Look, man, it's about quality, not quantity. That's right. And Curtis Blowbot gave us so many. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way the dribble up and down the court. So, David, where are you leaning on this one? Uh, it's got to be Old Man David. It's got you know, to be Old Man David.
1: We uh, did all this stumping for Curtis Glowbott, but I think it's going to be Old Man David.
0: Now, there is one person who may or may not listen to every show, who may or may not be dating one of the co-hosts of this show, who is not going to be happy with that answer. Although this category was not going to make her happy one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> really? The only... Well,
1: there was there was one character she wouldn't have minded, but he doesn't get to win.
0: That's right. It's got to be Old Man David. Um, one of One of the great... Inventions of David. Uh, yes. That's that's right. Uh, old Man David, very briefly, do you have anything you want to say for this award?
1: Oh, well, I don't know. It's uh, it's very early.
0: That's mm, true. We're I haven't this had at, my pudding. Yeah, 9.55 in the morning right now, Old Man David. Uh, how are you feeling right now, physically? I, I'm feeling fine.
1: Okay, I, good. Uh, you know, it's been cold as hell.
0: Oh, true. The last
1: few days, and that's really just... Very tough on the joints. Yeah,
0: you you probably bundled up with about four or five jackets there, Old Man David, I'm guessing.
1: Bundled up? I never left the house. <laughs>
0: they well, locked me in here. You are very old. Uh, now, Old Man David, I, I apologize, but I do believe uh, the nurses at your home are about to come by with some pudding. Oh, hell. Yeah. That's that's an uh, interesting choice of words. Okay, uh, old man David, uh, you don't have, no need to curse, but uh, we will. Listen here, you oh whoa whoa we might have to bleep that. Um, okay, uh, David, can you get old man David out of the room? Yep. Yeah. Okay, old man, old man, come on, come okay. on, let's let's, right. let's get him move. See good? Come on. All right. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think I, I, I think so. I, I think I think he
0: went, once he went with the W word, I was a little uncomfortable. Um, we're a family show.
1: Yeah, I know. Really, just out of control.
0: All right, so man of the year. M- m- man of the year. An interesting category, David. Mm-hmm. All right, so where are you leaning on this? Plenty of nominees. Yeah.
1: Uh, you've got uh, Orville Peck and Charlie Puth and Harry Styles and mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Ooh, always a good he choice. Had a, he had a really good year. And by that, by the but, Rock had a really good about year. I say,
0: about to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, always handsome, always a good year. Always a good year. Um, you know, impeccable Pecks. God.
1: Again, you don't understand how massive he is in person. I, I cannot stress to you enough. And for
0: the record, that was fairly skinny that, Dwayne Johnson.
1: That was small Dwayne Johnson in oh like oh five oh six.
0: Yeah. Now he like, is a behemoth.
1: He is. He is a, I mean, He was a mountain of a man back then. Now he's, now he's a mountain range of a man.
0: God, he is huge. But uh, only one winner, David. Which way will you lean in on this?
1: Uh, it is uh, Schoolboy Q. I, mm.
0: <laughs> now, David, why don't you explain to the folks why Schoolboy Q would win? Well, today? he made a song called Man of the Year. That's really... I mean, come on, people. If you didn't see that coming, I don't know what you expect from us. <laughs> also, here's...
1: a song, but who cares?
0: Here's some fun backstory to you. When we were going over the show beforehand... When I was going to go over, I didn't want to tell David who my man of the decade was. And David said, oh, Schoolboy Q. And I go, well, damn it. That was going to be my answer. So David already knew where I was going on that. So thank you, Schoolboy Q, for that tremendous song. You are the m- m- man of the year, even all these years later. Now, Woman of the Year. Another interesting category. So, plenty of no- plenty of nominees for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Brenna um, Thunberg, Alana Della Don, mm-hmm. Uh... Megan Rapinoe, Megan
1: Rapinoe yep. Sam Kerr, uh, Brianna Stewart.
0: A lot of good choices.
1: All, all good options.
0: Yeah. Which way are we leaning, David?
1: I think it's got to be Rapinoe. Yeah. like she, she's, you know, she she wins the team award. She wins golden ball. Sports uh, Illustrated person. She, she wins the FIFA Women's Player of the Year. She wins, she wins the, the Women's Ballon d'Or.
0: Sports Person of the Year for Sports Illustrated.
1: Yeah. I you know the only thing she didn't win this year was an NWSL title and she was going you know the, her team eventually they lost in the playoffs, but the, you know the eventual winner of that league has six starters for the national team on it. Yeah, so, so it's just like okay,
0: it's like yeah, it's, sure. But still Megan Rapino overall uh, a, a very well deserving winner of L- Woman of the Year. She is uh, quite an oh, accomplished absolutely. star. Uh, now woman of the decade, this was a tough one. Um, a lot of the people we mentioned actually could be eligible. Um, Bethany Alley could be eligible because she puts up with both of us to a degree that no woman should ever have to. Um, more so than our own mothers. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll nominate our mothers too for this award. They're both really good people. Um, but for me, the woman of the decade has to be sister Jean. One woman of the year last year, survived to tell the tale. She is now 100 years old. She reached the centennial mark. Uh, she, as David said last year, one of the few non-problematic religious figures in the Catholic Church. <laughs> Truly. One of
1: the only ones.
0: <laughs> and helped Loyola get to the final four based purely on her heart. Um, and you, you can't measure grit and shame and heart. Who is that?
1: That's uh that is Greg Wschinski impersonating uh, disgr- disgraced former uh, Toronto Maple Leafs coach Mike Babcock.
0: You know what I love? Oh, our Nietzsche show just became even Nietzsche with that impression. Nietzsche. <laughs> and I love it. More Nietzsche. More Nietzsche, that's More Nietzsche. I think I'm so big Nietzsche you know,
1: denying denying the existence of any sort of pleasurable substance sore so, existence.
0: So everything is pain. So everything is pointless so uh oof, that's pretty dark for our Christmas episode so now David we go to Song of the year uh to me I know where I would go mm-hmm. and it's hard to believe Shaba is nominated once again even though it Shaba it's released in 2013 but to me there's one song that finally overtook it that em- it enveloped the spirit of this show but that's my opinion David which way are you going with this?
1: Uh, it's not Asher Roth's "Lark on My Go Kart" or uh, S- "Save That Money" from uh, Little Dicky and Fetty Wap, even uh, though those are both songs that weren't released in 2019. Uh, um, uh, you know, I, I I I gotta say, Billie Eilish was everywhere this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she she would be my runner-up. Rocky,
1: Rocky was Rocky had a bunch of good stuff come out. Uh, Vince obviously was good. Mm-hmm. Um. Gambino put out uh, two tracks
0: in the summer that I still play. In. I mean, those could like, win. Now, what if I told you there is a country song that we played on the show, that we talked about on the show, that was the biggest song of the year? Would you be. Oh, con- yeah. That could be a nominee, is what I'm saying.
1: I think, I think that's probably the winner, honestly. If it's a country <laughs> song that managed to get mentioned by us. That's probably the
0: winner. How about the longest reign on top of number number one on the Billboard charts?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think hard to argue with that. Uh, Hard to argue with the fact that uh, someone's someone's dad's got an invite to the cookout before she did. Right.
0: Uh, It it has to be so David I, I know I kind of coaxed you into that answer but
1: oh no you didn't have to coax me into that Old one. I, ta- I would have agreed entirely
0: Old Town Road by Lil Nas X it dethrones Shaba which is amazing uh, we never thought that would ever be dethroned but Old Town Road was the spirit of this show it was a meme song that was a good song and it somehow ref- unintentionally referenced Cowboy Jack it was just everything you could want in a song and it's still less than two minutes the original please yep and as David has pointed out on the show, a black gay singer singing about cowboys and country became the uh, number one reigning song of all time.
1: This is a big year for for queer for like queer country singers and the the queer redneck space. Good for uh, them. Or the queer country space, and I think it's pretty fucking dope, man. Like, I agree. Like Orville Peck and Casey Musgraves being a definite ally is a really cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how country. Uh, culturally reckons with you know the, the the continuing sort of integration of different voices and different ideas into the music scene because you know you watch the CMAs and besides like Darius Rucker oh boy
0: and, and I think Lil Nas X oh boy, he, per- is a speck of, did, he is a speck of pepper and a sea of salt. I, did Lil Nas X perform at that award show? I think he did
1: I think he did.
0: But I agree I with think you
1: he, I think he's performed, Beyonce performed Daddy Lessons there like
0: and I will say this, they're
1: definitely making an effort. Yes,
0: like, that's my. Yeah. I, I felt like country singers as a whole. And again, we do not know a lot about country music. Uh, David knows more I than know. I do, even though we neither of us listen to it. I, I felt like they were pretty cool with Old Town Road. Like I, I think they were. Uh, they no one was really hating on it. I, I think they seemed to be okay with Old Town Road. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I got that vibe from it. I think the
1: the CMA is more just didn't think that it was worth the fight the same way that billboard like billboard billboard honestly made that song what it was by moving it off the country chart i agree Um, and that sort of snowballed the whole fucking thing
0: i agree and look at and and how it turned out it turned out pretty well for everybody
1: yeah exactly you know billboard couldn't deny it number one country song
0: now (laughs) Song of the Decade, Uh, this was a tough one because there are so many good songs this decade. Uh, There
1: really, really were.
0: Even, I think back earlier in the decade, and I think The Show Goes On by Lupe Fiasco, pre uh, me turning on Lupe Fiasco. Uh, Yeah. uh, I think of Kanye, uh, as problematic as he was, had some hot songs throughout the decade, man. Oh,
1: absolutely!
0: Uh, actually, the aforementioned schoolboy Q Collard greens with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar's "Money Trees" is on that list. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Money
1: Trees is great. I mean, the, the the Black Panther sort of inspired album. Say what you will ooh, about Black, Black Panther, and the superhero fatigue, which the superhero and sequel fatigue, which I think is really, really real. Like, it I, is finally but, starting to hit people. But it makes
0: sense that Marvel fi- milked it for all it's worth. And I think oh, absolutely. I, I think if, if I had to guess, I'm saying Avengers Endgame was probably that last sort of hurrah. If not hurrah, they're going to make money. But, like, the last hurrah of, like, the really That's big the, super... the
1: tipping point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So, and then you go even this year, I would say, again, Billy Eilish's bad guy was on that list. Yeah. Uh, you would have Old Town Road would be uh, the Moo song by Doja Cat is down to be on that list. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch,
1: I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say now. Really just anything with Doja Cat for you?
0: It, be, well, true. I mean, have you seen that that music video that was clearly green screened and not green screened well? It's, yeah. It's art. It's There's no other way to describe it, but it's art. So this was hard for me. But because it got dethroned for Song of the Year, I feel obligated to say, "Shaba" by A$AP Ferg and ASAP Rocky has reclaimed its throne as the song of the decade. And David, uh, to remind the viewers, eight gold chains, four gold rings, one gold tooth equals? One Shaba Rice. That's right, David. Thank you. All right. Uh, now we go to Album of the Year. We were discussing this before. This was interesting. If you'd asked me, when we did this last year, I listen to a lot of albums, like the aforementioned Black Panther album, uh, Pusha T's album, Kanye's album, Eminem's album, uh, Meek Mill's Like There were a bunch of albums released throughout the year, probably 20 that I listened to. This year, I'd say maybe five, maybe five for me. Yeah, I have not listened to a whole lot of stuff that came out this year.
1: Uh, to be honest, a lo- I, I don't think I've listened to too many complete albums this year, uh, a lot of my musical consumption has just been internet radio, Spotify playlists, yada yada yada.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just, it's just, where I, it's just where I was at this year. Cool. Um,
0: but we still had a couple of albums that came out. Yeah,
1: yeah, there were still a few, a, a few that that I listened to that you know I definitely, definitely enjoyed. Vince Staples' FM is chief amongst those. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Nas yeah. had a good, Nas released the Lost Tapes too, which I enjoyed. That was that was fun. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, that was definitely a good album. Um, Pup had a had an album this year that was very weird and mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of places we could go. But I know I, I know what my pick is.
0: And I know what my I think we're we have the same pick this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think we do.
0: It's uh, so when we all fall asleep by Billie Eilish would be our uh... Yep, yep, uh... yep. Shout out to Billy. David and I, uh, I don't want to completely speak for David. uh, Really, really, really talented singer. I really dig the music she puts out.
1: Oh, she is is spooky as hell, and Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Bethany went as her for Halloween. Really? Yeah.
0: I had no idea. That's awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. She dyed her hair blue and everything uh, and got blue dye all over the house. Oh,
0: It's worth it for a lifetime of a Halloween costume. You can look back on and say that was a cool costume.
1: And also, I, I liked I liked the blue hair look. Honestly, on Bethany, I thought it was a cool, Bethany, a cool little, a little different thing.
0: Bethany, if you're listening, wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. That's <laughs> yeah, <her body>. true. <laughs> Good save, David Hart. Um, yeah, that album. Has, I never,
1: I never said she had to. I just said it looked cool.
0: Um, so, but there's some greats. Uh, Bad guy, obviously the big single. Um, Mm-hmm. I think I love you the end is like one of the most beautiful songs I've it's it's in the vein of hallelujah but it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard.
1: Hallelujah not the like uplifting nice song that a lot of people think it is. No,
0: I but it's funny. I always associate it as a downbeat song because the first time I heard it was Shrek. Yeah, first time I heard it was uh the OC. Okay. So similar. Like where you go, yes. "Oh, it's a downbeat song." I mean, yes, people try to make it a little more upbeat, but no, it's an inherently downtrodden it's a sad song
1: about, like, sexual frustration. Yeah. And Bethany and I went to a wedding where they used it as the processional, and I was just like, this is
0: it's a little, not mm,
1: the right song. Yeah, yeah. That's, Just uh, because they say Hallelujah but yeah, does not say. make it very, like, uplifting.
0: Like, you could talk about how Heya, uh, under the subtext of the lyrics, is a little like, hmm, this should probably, I don't know if this should be a wedding song, but a song like Hallelujah should not have even gotten that far.
1: No, that should not be a wedding song. The same way that, like, uh time of your life by Green Day. We
0: talked people about that before, yeah. A, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, people use that as, as one of those kind of songs. Or how, uh, what is it, uh, semi-charmed kind of life from Three Doors Down yeah. is about uh, this a six month
0: meth bender. Oh, that well, never mind. Nope. Gotta watch what I say here. Um uh, anyway, it's Billy Eilish.
1: <laughs> Literally there,
0: especially. Yeah. Yep. Uh mm. Billy Eilish, album of the year. <laughs> congratulations. <God>. <laughs> album of the year, congratulations, well deserved. Um, team of the year, David. Again, a lot of good nominees. I think the way you often can do team of the year is you look at, well, who won the titles?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, the, and there there's a lot of really good narrative. Uh, for all of the, for almost all of the major, actually all of the major championship teams this year, in, at least in American sports,
0: yeah, there really were,
1: uh, except for the except for the NFL.
0: Yeah, true. It was the Patriots winning again. And it was like, I, and I have no beef with the Patriots, but it's like that's not a story. Um, yeah, but wow, wow, the Patriots won in the Super Bowl. But wow. but to that point, the Raptors being the first Canadian team Canadian, since the Blue Jays Ka- in 1993. With getting, getting Kawhi and like, rolling that, that point, dice. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got so close
1: last year, and they let go of you know a guy who was a a, a cornerstone of the club,
0: and 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 it wasn't a fun thing. Like it felt no. really dirty. Like I felt I normally don't feel that bad. I felt really bad for Demar Derozan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh God! Especially now that like
0: the Spurs aren't the very Spurs good. Yeah. Are,
1: Spurs are really. Whoa. Oh,
0: what a way to end the decade. I'm just are saying. Do
1: you think they're going to get a lottery pick this year?
0: <sighs> David, you're melting my heart. Oh.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. That's the thing. They get a lottery pick. If they It'll be number one. They they're going to get James Wiseman. I know.
0: And they're going to I know. Give, and then James Wiseman's going to be giving a to Tim... business for 10 I years. I know. It's going to be Tim Duncan all over again. <laughs> oh God! God, even when the Spurs <laughs> lose, I lose. All right. Well, anyway, before I get depressed, um, Chase Serrano has already thrown that spin foil. Anyway, there. yeah, shout out to Chase. W- wrote a wrote a, wrote a really good book. Chase Serrano, right? I wrote several. Uh, wrote this, I
1: mean, he's a three time New York Times
0: bestseller. But the one, the 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 illustration of the That's basketball kind of book, I things. really like. But he is still a Spurs fan. Now, um, ignoring that, um, the Nats winning the World Series, a great narrative, not just because we're from DC, but. Start yeah, of the year. They were,
1: the, they, were, they were nine and thirty-one in 9, May.
0: Nineteen and thirty-one on May twenty-eighth. I want to say
1: they were what sixteen games out of out of out of first
0: and one and and with the worst bullpen, one of the worst bullpens in baseball history, statistically speaking. Yeah. Pulled through. They were down two nothing in the wild card game or two runs in the wild card game in the eighth inning. Two runs to the Dodgers in the deciding game five in the eighth in the eighth inning. Um old, old man Howie. And yeah, Old Man Howie hit a grand slam, and Old Man Howie hit the go-ahead and Game Seven of the World Series. A great story all around, um, yes. and it made us happy Off to see us so happy. Yeah, doink. Uh, as my, my,
1: you know, I have feelings about the learners and letting Rendon go, but you know, that's yeah. a story for another day. Uh,
0: and and I'm, we're going to feel the same way about it. Um, so the other two nominees I know you felt were the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team and the St. Louis Blues. Yes. So, here, uh, so let me tell me your thinking on wh- which one you're leaning.
1: So my thought process of the year with team of the year is it's got to be an unexpected, uh, unheralded team, and that's just sort of the narrative aspect that gets built into all of this. Uh, so that 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 does rule the the women's national team out because they were expected to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they were them beating up Thailand, what thirteen nothing in the first game. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, Yeah. came, saw, conquered. Yeah.
1: yeah, Exactly. Like, okay. And tell me something that's like, what am I supposed to be surprised by any of this?
0: Meanwhile, David, for our listeners who may not know a lot about hockey, tell the story of the 2019 St. Louis blues, the
1: 2019 St. Louis blues, uh, last in the NHL on January 1st. And not like last in the Western conference, like last in the
0: league. Yes. Out of 30,
1: they were were, 31 teams last. They were on pace to be. Not a historically bad team, but they were on pace to to be a a really bad team.
0: Fired their coach.
1: Yeah, Yeah. fired their coach midway through. uh, Brought brought up uh, an AHL goalie who'd always Jordan in Jordan Binnington, who had always been a kind of uh, a middling sort of yo-yo goalie, uh, going between the majors and the minor, being being a really good minors goalie, but not necessarily putting it together in in the NHL. getting hot and going on a run with uh, really only a couple of big-name players, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko. I I would argue that those are probably their two best players by a long, long stretch. And then in the Uh,
0: year of the weird playoffs, the St. Louis Blues emerged victorious out of all of them.
1: Yeah, the the very weird NHL playoffs, which I think are – De- desperate need of a restructure in the same way that the NBA is talking about doing uh, a, a, doing an overall seating instead of doing it by
0: Eastern and Western conferences. Yeah. That's another discussion for another day, but the NHL seating sort of is a little confusing to me at times, but, uh, Saint- well, cause like half the league gets into the playoffs. Yeah. It's also kind of takes the fun. It's, and, again, another discussion for another day, but, uh, the NBA can maybe do some trimming, but the St. Louis blues, Uh, so there are team of the year for, we are all about the underdog on this show. Well, yeah, uh, they're a great story. And we salute uh, the St. Louis Blues and also for winning, uh, first franchise ever Stanley Cup. Second second year in a row that happened, uh, that a team won the first ever Stanley Cup. So
1: you know what that means? Phoenix is going to win it this year.
0: You mean Arizona, David, the Arizona coyotes.
1: Whatever, I just want to see Biz Nasty holding, holding the Stanley Cup.
0: I think I, I root against them ever since they fired Wayne Gretzky. You can't fire The Great One.
1: He, but he was gambling.
0: Oh, was this he? Like a, yeah. Oh, well, if there's anything Jack dislikes more than firing The Great One, it's uh, people with morally questionable characters. So, uh, yeah, good, there, was, good call. there
1: was some morally questionable stuff going on there.
0: So, uh, now, Team of the Decade, again completely unbiased list we have the 2010 los angeles lakers the 2010 Mm -hmm. san francisco giants the 2012 san francisco giants the 2012 baltimore ravens the Uh,
1: u.s women's national team
0: uh sure uh for for we need a token uh soccer team and a token hockey team so i'll say the 2018 caps (laughs) the 2014 san francisco giants again this list completely unbiased the winner also completely unbiased but we have to go with the 2010 Lakers. They began the decade uh, having one. I disagree. Uh, it's my it's my category. Uh, that's fine. It's your category. i have got to disagree with
1: you. <laughs> because I I think that the UN's U.S. women's national team is the team of the decade. Back to back World Cups. They've lost. they've lost. I don't think they've lost ten games in ten years.
0: Um, that's great. The 2010 Los Angeles Lakers. Who in 2008 had lost to the Boston Celtics. They played a NBA majority finals. of
1: their Actually, they didn't play a majority of their season in 2009.
0: Uh, they played some of their season. That seasons was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You caught yourself. Now, the 2010 Los Angeles Lakers overcame in a Game 7 victory, which I missed the second half of because I graduated high school and we had all night grad that night. And that was pre sort of smartphones being able to watch a game. So I missed it. I still question my decision but that's besides the point uh overcame everything with the great kobe Bryant and Pal gasol and Derek fisher to a much lesser degree uh the overcame heartache adversity triumph ron artest was on the team um that was peak ron artest being um quirky ron artest yeah now i would say maybe, arguably peak ron artest was him going into the stands and punching those pants <laughs> But, yeah, but big quirky Ron Artest was twenty ten. So a well deserved congratulations to the twenty ten Los Angeles Lakers, and of all, of course, all the great nominees. Now, next Good one. A dis-
1: dissenting opinion.
0: That's and 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 we can have that on the show. But uh, let's go to wedding of the year. David, uh, we talk about weddings a lot in the show. There were a lot of weddings that could have won wedding of the year.
1: Yeah, we. Uh, we it was definitely a very busy wedding season uh, for us. You and uh, Bethany went, I think to, and I made it to five, four. I think. Okay, no four. I believe. Bethany made it to five.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But, you know, one of the ones that stands out to me, of course, would be um, it would stand out, not necessarily the winner, but just a nominee would be uh, my sister marrying her now wife, uh, Ellen and Emily, a a wedding that David and Bethany attended uh, was a lovely wedding for lovely people. They're both listeners to the show. And they had really good pie. They did have really good pie. Everything about it was great. Um, it
1: was a great time. Anyway,
0: uh, David, who are we going to go that with? That
1: it was colder than a witch's tent. It
0: really was cold, and I had to stand outside for pictures, and I was not ready for that. But David, who would you say is the wedding of the year winner?
1: You know, I was gonna, I was gonna give a, a stupid joke answer, but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm gonna say Ellen and Emily. Oh, ah, that's you're super sweet. Thank you. Uh, also, nice. to, to be clear, David's joke answer—we're nice. not, we're not, we're also not 100% sure if David's joke answer would have actually been applicable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, Travis Scott and uh, Kendall. And we don't know if they actually got married or if they're just dating. But uh, also,
1: don't really care. Also,
0: I could have googled it. it would have taken More me than ten seconds. More don't care. So congratulations, Ellen and Emily. Um, now, for wedding of the decade, of course, um, this is stacked for the latter half of the decade because of our age. David being 29, me being 27. And of course, the winner has to be uh, Emily Norton and Yates Jordan. Uh, sorry, Emily and uh, Ellen. Um, you guys were—you guys put up a good fight, but you know that wedding took a place in Maine, uh, in a barn. It was super sweet. I guess Ellen's took place in a barn too, but their barn was cooler. Um, I got to travel to Maine and, and be with my friends. So uh, sorry to my sister and her wife, but uh, that was a really cool wedding. So shout out to Yates and Emily for winning. Uh, Wedding of the year, and and along those veins, when I went back last weekend, a uh, friend of the show, Brandon Alexander, proposed to his girlfriend, who you met. Uh, I think yeah. Right, yeah, it was awesome. So uh, shout out to them. Now this is one I did not tell David about. This is catch of the decade. I think putting catch of the year was a little too narrow. Like he couldn't really find a... It, you could find some catches, but that's not particularly impressive. So, Josh
1: I, Gordon. My God. How about his last play in the NFL.
0: How about, uh, we talked about it when it happened last year, the Keelan Cole catch for the Jags. Yup. Um, the Odell Beckham Jr. catch, of course, in the end zone against the Giants in 2014 is an all-time great catch. And then a baseball catch this year on the last day of the regular season, the Orioles' Stevie Wilkerson made a catch along the Fenway right field wall where he basically rolls along his hips as he's making the catch. It is really impressive. Um, yeah. So Kevin
1: Millar, really just anything he did.
0: Kevin Pillar, Uh former Pillar, Gi- yeah. former Giant, they got rid of him, but uh, he was great for them this year. Um, the winner? Where did he go? He, uh, I think they just didn't offer him a they just didn't offer him a contract. Uh, I forget if he went somewhere, or if he just, but I think he's not coming back, which sinks. I like him. Um, yeah, I mean one of the fastest guys in the majors. He's, he was fun to watch. The winner of catch of the decade is of course David Hart. For getting Bethany out. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Who saw it coming, but it's almost five years now. Two wonderful people. They found each other. I am,
1: I am going, I. you know, I was going to buy, I was, was going to order you a Christmas present. Now I'm returning it and I'm just mailing you a box of turds. I can literally, I, I could find, I know of a website where I can have Gorilla Shit mailed to you.
0: I, first of all, I don't want to know what that site is. Probably GorillaShit.com. Secondly, uh, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, David. Everyone's happy for you. We're surprised in a pleasant way. David You're <laughs> dead. You're <laughs> dead man. <laughs> that was what we call just for me. That was just for me. Um, anyway, that was a setup. That we, was it a sure was, setup. David. It sure was. All right, we have one <laughs> We have one more category. Um, back to business, unfortunately. Podcast of the Year. This no of the decade. We do Podcast of the Year. Now, if you recall last year's episode, there were some issues where um, I felt like we were going to win, and then it somehow turned out that we lost to uh, Dave Chang, and I'm uh, not quite sure how that happened. So what I did this year was I asked David to take care of business. You can't see it at home, but I'm doing air quotes when I say take care of business. Um, similar nominees as last year because all those podcasts are still going. Um, but David, in your mind, what is the podcast of the year? This is our biggest award of the year. Who are you, what are you going with?
1: Um, you know, you've got to, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about podcast of the year, you have to talk about podcast with the greatest scope and the greatest influence. Mm-hmm. And
0: oh, absolutely.
1: One that, one that sort of transcends, uh, uh, sort of groups of, uh, co- like cohort groups.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And, uh, for that purpose alone, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think you have to go with sports with Katie Nolan. I, that's right. I'm sorry. Sports with Katie Nolan. Oh,
0: Uh, a great uh uh, uh uh a great podcast um mm. hey david can i talk to you for a second um i thought we kind of established that last year was sort of a mistake and that we should have kind of fixed it
1: yeah but but, but think about what it looks like we give ourselves a more that we we're, we're running that's exactly why we do it you mm.
0: All right, folks, we had some, uh, we just had some technical difficulties there, but we're back and uh, we're in a great mood. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we are. uh, Oh, you know what? I forgot. um, So a little out of order. Podcast of the Year is our biggest award. Now there is one more. um, And it's, again, we sort of moved away from this as the show evolved, but it's still, we got to keep it going. It's hot take of the year. Last year was We the-
1: actually we also there is uh, a contributor that we forgot. Ooh, to, who's that? You know, the contributor of the year award. Uh, this is uh, a longtime fan. They've contributed to every single one of our Q and As. You know, really, really, just an insightful, interesting perspective mm-hmm. and lots of fun content. Oh, uh, and you know, it's nice to have. It's nice to have a, a West Coast connection. A um, one. Uh, Calvin from Long Beach.
0: That's right. Is,
1: is our contributor of the <laughs> decade, honestly.
0: Because. Not just here. He ended. He, he also did them so well that they ended all three of our Q&A episodes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, David, that's a great poll. And thank you for doing that because Calvin sometimes doesn't get the recognition he deserves. But he's a great fan, um, great questions.
1: He's a loyal little.
0: Um, you know, and sometimes you just you want to know who that dip in, in the Cadillac, and and we had to answer it. So uh, shout out to Calvin. Um, but back to we have one, we do have one more category, and it's hot take of the year. Last year was the probably last year's hot take of the year might have been the easiest award in the history of awards for hot take of the year. Um,
1: Which and and what was it?
0: It was Kanye West saying slavery was a choice. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> that was pretty easy. This year a little more difficult, but we... Kanye's managed to keep his mouth. Not shut, but we've managed to shut our ears more to Kanye. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We've managed yes. to shut our ears more to Kanye. Kanye's, Kanye's <laughs> continued talking. We've just stopped listening. Listen. Even I, when he released the gospel album, I was like, all right, that's <laughs> good for you, Kanye, I guess. Um, hot take of the year. David came up with a good one. Um, and I got to agree. This is probably... Th- this sort of works as hot take of the year slash decade. Uh, so, David, uh, go ahead. Uh, my hot take...
1: My, you know or hot take or freezing cold take of of the year is that Lamar Jackson is a one-dimensional quarterback who's never going to put it together as a thrower.
0: Mhm. Um, and um goes back to when people as, coming out of college thought he should have been a tight end. Not
1: working out for you
0: Um not not working uh, very no, well for him. Just
1: absolute 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 galaxy brain level bullshit.
0: Now I as I was saying to David, I had my doubts too, because if you remember last year Jackson really struggled with holding on to the football, um and fumbled a lot, and he looked so bad through most of that playoff game against the Chargers last year. But man, this year, he's like Michael Vick and 06 Madden levels of insane. He's put he's put it all together so far. Like he, he'll be the MVP barring an unforeseen circumstance. Yeah, truly. Like and I mean getting arrested for like selling. Cocaine across the entire South America. Like, that's... He's going to win the MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, remember, they're in Baltimore, so it's not unlikely. Not <laughs> Shout out to Baltimore. Now, I will say this. There is one take that I think David will agree with me. Could have been the hot take of the year. Could have been the hot mm-hmm. take of the decade. Um, it is Radio himself, Cuba Gooding Jr., with this take. <laughs> Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's that baby's dick. dick. <laughs> There's no context I need to give you for that clip. There's no context that justifies no, I that. I just clip. have
1: I have so many questions. Is well, is is the baby there? Yeah, the is rapper. Is the baby there? But it
0: sounds like he's saying that baby ba- there. Yeah. But he's saying that baby. <laughs> That's what's alarming. Also, he's I believe in a nightclub. Why are there babies in this nightclub?
1: That seems like really irresponsible parenting.
0: Yeah. Also, why is Cuba Gooding Jr. worried about this baby in that regard? Um, doesn't he have bigger fish to fry? Doesn't he, you know, have a career to maybe try and salvage? Yes. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. did not have a very good year overall. <laughs> like, on a scale of 1 to 10, it was like a negative 3. But Yeah, pretty bad. This might have topped it. That might have... that might have topped the list of uh, bad things that happened. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would I would uh, I would say that you know that is definitely hot take of the year. Yeah. Uh, somebody sucked that, that baby's dick. dick.
0: Right. Which for the record, we do not approve of the message of that. We're just playing it for posterity and for letting you people know what it was said.
1: I mean, you know, it's a hot take. We just, we don't, com- I mean, we do comment on the news, but we also got to report it.
0: Yes, exactly. Especially me. I, I, I as I've said, I am Big the news. Big J
1: journalism here. That's right. Uh,
0: now, we've had a lot of fun. We just talked about Cuba Gooding Jr., talking about baby fellatio. Uh, you know, but we, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where we have to be a little serious. Uh, it's our in memoriam segment. Um, you know, we, we lost some great ones this year. Um, you have to go back all the way to, I believe, February or March where, there were two Londons on a, at a two tigers at a London Zoo who were going on a first date, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. just you know, sometimes first dates don't go well, and this one seemed a little unfortunate where they both ended up dead. I think I think mauling each other. Um, that's that, you the know, 49
1: horses at the Santa Clarita racetrack yeah, that have died this year. Yeah, uh,
0: we 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 love all of you guys, and uh, you know, we would make an Elmer's mm-hmm. joke, but in our in our memoriam segment, it's just it's classless. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's
1: there's all the all the apples and carrots in heaven.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> endless so feel. many bags of oats.
0: Endless field, endless bags of oats in Thug's mansion. And um, uh, NASA's ro NASA's Opportunity rover on Mars. Oh, that
1: one, that one really was.
0: That one, that one, that one pulls at the strike It does. Like, you think it's gonna live forever because Opportunity
1: a robot. Opportunity wasn't supposed to last more than ninety days, and it ended up operating for damn near 10
0: years. It's like Stephen Hawking with ALS, you know? You survive and yeah. thrive even. Um, and then, uh, David, I know you might not remember this, but uh, I made sure to note it at the time because I knew we'd be doing the segment. Um, there was that ladybug in the back of your car that uh, Oh yeah. got stuck in the window and uh, it, it didn't make it. it. It did not make it. And you hate to see it. Um, you really do. And the biggest, the saddest death of the year, because we talked about how we're an internet show. But Grumpy Cat passed away tragically. Earlier. Grumpy Cat, so did so did Little Bob. Uh, I'm unfamiliar with uh, with with Little Bub Who's that? I'm sorry. Little
1: Bub was Bob was actually one of the major contributors for sound effects for Meow the Jewels. Oh no! More than more
0: than any other cat. That's I didn't even realize uh, we I, we use that as intro music for Nick's episode, and I didn't even realize that that cat may have they may have perished. And so huh? so um you know a, a sad year for. for but, you know, what we Most tell... Most
1: importantly in Memoriam, though, mm. you know, all of these, all
0: these very sad things. Lou Bega. Oh, my God. I can't believe once again Lou Bega passed away. And the, the creator of Mambo Number no. 5 and um, a little bit of Erica in his life, a little bit of Jessica on the side, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Lou Bega can have a little Monica. That's right. And we hope Just that... Just
1: like cats can have a little salami.
0: He, we, as a treat we hope that uh, Lou is getting Jaja uh, Gabor and all the other fine ladies of the afterlife in Thug's Mansion lying by his bed and the greatest five sum that the world has ever conceived or that the afterlife has conceived we love you Lou uh you know we uh will always keep your memory alive we'll mm. always mamba <laughs> five times in a row um so anyway uh that is it for our awards show uh you know, as we come, as Christmas comes up, as the new year comes up, it's funny to look back because we had a very interesting year. I would say for both of us, mostly a positive year. Yeah, got yep. both got new definitely a positive year. So we both got new jobs. Um, we, you know, I moved out on my own for the first time. Um, Person, you know, making making the monies. Um, but we look back on every year and think of the growth we had and think of the growth of the show. And I don't know. I, I'm very happy right now in my life. I uh, get to do a podcast with my best friend in the world. I get to work with one of my best friends in the world every day. Uh, sister got married. I'm, uh, I'm in a good place, man. This is awesome.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, David, I know that uh, you, you, again through all the trials and tribulations I would say you had a, from the outside looking in you had a pretty dope year as well I you know I'm doing alright I am doing alright and I know I made that joke earlier but uh, you got an awesome 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 person in your life in Bethany and that's I do pretty fucking dope all things considered um, so thank you everyone to listening to I believe yeah episode 36 no 35 of uh, underemployed uh, yep 35 and whatever And this is our... I really just ruined all all the sentimentality of that by forgetting which episode we did. But um, thank you all for listening to our show. And shout out to people like Yamil and my friend Sarah, who uh, listen to the show a lot. And and obviously Bethany listens to the show. My sister listens to the show. Sometimes it's discouraging that we haven't made a whole lot of... Progress on the show in terms of like you know monetizing numbers yeah Eh. numbers but ultimately David said it earlier it's a labor of love I love doing it David I won't speak for you but I think you love doing it too I do I do enjoy doing this it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun so thank you all so much for the kind words you've given us in 2019 and we hope that 2020 will be good for you and we really hope it's going to be good for the show hell yeah
1: On the Jack Frost chilling, pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain. Seasons greetings, all the proceeds are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating chestnuts roasting on the open fire. Singing my jingle, where is Chris
0: Green? In my opinion, well, you could do Lady Killer. As problematic as CeeLo's uh, been. Yeah. I would say probably it's got to be my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, yeah,
1: that was 20, 2010, 20, 2010.
0: So, I mean, that's, that might be the best album Art I've de- heard. I
1: and mean, it's definitely Kanye's best album. Yeah.
0: Like, and, and it's just one of those things where Sonic... Not to sound like a
1: pretentious whatever, but sonically but it's so good. It's so... It is like this is this is what I've, I've I've maintained this about Kanye's newer stuff. It's just not the same right and it's like, it lost that spot. I want I want Kanye at his like grandiose mm-hmm. extremes that is when he's at his best when he's you know when he's working with a fucking 15 piece orchestra and he's got 30 voices credits. for all the lights yeah, he's got 30 credits on one song like
0: that that is the, that is the best Kanye. He is, like, once he went to Yeezus and started to try to minimize it, it was like, this is not who you are. Man. And, and, but, man, that album is so amazing. And, um, yeah, that would have been my album of the day. And there's a lot of good ones, like a lot of great ones even. Um, but man, like, there's a lot, like, c- same with CeeLo. CeeLo had a problematic decade at times. Um, mm-hmm. And more problematic than we remembered. Like, as I know, we talked on the show, like, it wasn't that bad. And then I went back and go, oh, it was kind of bad. But the Lady Pretty was- bad. The Lady Killer is so good, yeah. That's um, Sam and I love that album because we remember driving up to Maine listening to that album. I don't know, man. There's a lot of great albums this decade. You would, I mean, if uh, if I were more of a Kendrick Lamar fan, I would argue you could easily argue either Good Kid, Mad City or To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not Damn though.
0: Yeah, Damn I was uh, my. It I seems like people really liked Damn, but not as much as the the previous two. No, To To Pimp a
1: Butterfly is. I, I, a masterwork.
0: King Kunta is one of my favorite songs of all time. And you know, I'm not a huge Kendrick guy, but King Kunta is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Man, is that song hit like a motherfucker.
1: I still really like Section 80. I was gonna still say, really like uh,
0: Metamorph, uh, what it, ADHD and Hypnotize. Um, yeah, like my, fa- I love Section Chapter 6. That's a, like a that little interlude in the middle of the out It's not an interlude, but like two and a half minutes. And it's such a beautiful song. Same with um, the song you did with GLC. I'm blanking on it, but um, mm-hmm. smoke good, eat good, li- uh, smoke good, uh, eat good, good. Cushion Corinthians. No, no, it's, no, Cushion Corinthians was later in the, uh, it's, um, shit, I'm going to pull it up. That, like, there are some great songs on that, and, and like, again, Kendrick, whether he's my cup, he always got my cup of tea, makes some great songs. Poe Man's Dream was the song I was thinking of. Uh, that's a song I really like with uh, GLC. Mm-hmm. Just, and uh Keisha song yeah there's some great songs on there so it's funny with uh but yeah that album of the decade there were some great rap out al- some great non-rap albums again i think uh the lady killer's not a rap album it's made by someone who rapped at one point but that's a that's a soul album pop album yeah yeah but yeah so i guess i forgot too i would have said man of the decade was i'd say lebron because i'm biased I used to want to see the penitentiary way at the elementary. Thought it was cool to look the judge in the face when he sentenced me. Since my uncles was institutionalized, my intuition had said I was suited for family size.